baby girl, we are fucking back again. It is the Hot Pass Podcast. This is day two of Speed Week. It is Tuesday. I don't know. It's February 13th. This is coming out noon for you guys, for your ears. Okay, if you didn't listen to yesterday, we had a great episode. We had some laughs in there. Stories about how I accidentally went on a date with a trans woman once. Never slept together. Didn't even play footsies. Go listen to the story. It's hilarious. It's a podcast exclusive. I've never told anybody that story. Okay. We taught, we broke down the Hendrick drivers. Now, am I, I, I mentioned in that podcast, am I a statistician? Okay. Do I know these guys personally? No. Same with today. We're going to be breaking down Joe Gibbs racing. Do I know these guys personally? No. Am I a statistician? No, but I'm going to give you basic numbers and my opinion on the drivers. And then we move on. Joe Gibbs is stacked with a lot of guys. So first off, let's just welcome you to the hot pass podcast. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're coming back, shouts out to you. Remember to like, rate, share the podcast, whether you're on YouTube, Apple, wherever you, Spotify, um, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's audio or you're watching visual. Today, you're going to want to watch it. We've got a nice Martin Truex Bass Pro Shop hat I got at Michigan. Okay, we're going to be picking up stuff in a couple of weeks down in Atlanta, down in Las Vegas. So there's going to be more stuff for the visual for the podcast on the YouTube uh, look it up, Hot Pass Podcast on uh, YouTube. Um, link tree in all my bios on Instagram, X, and so on and so forth. But we've also got the legendary, what was it, 2009, 2009, Tony Stewart, Joe Gibbs, Toyota. Okay. They used to drive in Chevys, right? Pontiac. Then there was one year Tony, Sto- Tony Stewart drove for Joe Gibbs Racing in a Toyota. And this is that year. And then he went. And created, joined in with Gene Haas and created Stuart Haas Racing. Okay. We've got that jacket in there. We're going to, when we talk about SHR, we're going to bring out that jacket as well, dude. Old Spice jacket. You're going to want to watch it on the YouTube. All right. But we're looking good. Follow me at Furlong Eric underscore on all social media platforms. On my Instagram and X, you can go to the link tree in the bio. Follow my action network. And this Friday is a big episode for the podcast for betting. Okay. Uh, we're going to come out Wednesday night, late Wednesday. So for for fr- Thursday morning, Thursday morning, you're going to have your duels odds. As long as they have the odds up, I'm sure they will. Wednesday night, I'm going to record the podcast. Thursday morning, 5 a.m., you're going to have your odds for the dual clash race or the dual races Thursday night. All right. And who I'm taking because we're going to have groups of who is going to be in those races. Right. Today, uh, recording this on Tuesday. Um, I also saw that qualifying bets are out for the Daytona 500. Um, though we're going to also talk about that probably that night as well. Um, or no, because that's Wednesday. So I'm going to have to come out with something. Follow me on my action network. I'm not sure. Uh, follow me on my Instagram as well. We're going to figure out some sort of way to be able to have you guys get those odds out. Follow me on my X and stuff. I'm probably going to pump those out. We're not going to do another video, but Thursday morning, we're probably going to touch on, um, whether we hit those or not, because qualifying is Wednesday night, um, and then the duels on Thursday. So let's dive right in. We're going to do a little breakdown of the boys of Joe Gibbs Racing. Now, if you guys don't know Joe Gibbs, Joe Gibbs Racing, Joe Gibbs, they call him Coach. Okay, Coach, he used to, he's won Super Bowls and as was the coach of the uh, Washington Redskins when it was the Washington Redskins. Now it's the Washington football team. la di da di da di da Redskins is way fucking cooler. We all know this. The logo's way more sick. So anyways, 
Um, he started a racing team years and years and years ago. And uh, some young talents have been on their team for years, such as Denny Hamlin. We're going to talk about him last because he is the 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 prestige of the prestige of Joe Gibbs Racing, one that's always continuously uh, performing. He's won three Daytona 500, so we'll get into that, okay? But we're going to start off with his grandson, Ty Gibbs, all right? God's son himself. Now, what did I watch the other day? It was something the other day where... He, he's a big God guy. It is, it is kind of crazy, man, because like living in Canada, you're, if you're religious, you're religious. We don't really care, but it's, there's not as many religious people up here, right? Maybe that's because we're like some communist socialist, uh, country. And some crazy Republicans would believe that. And I don't think that's what it is. I just think that like there's not, I grew up Catholic. And so like, it's kind of crazy that how hardcore religious he is. He has the sponsorship. He gets us, which is like a big nonprofit, uh, um, like religious organization that sponsors him on his car. Uh-huh. But do we cash bags on him in the Xfinity series? Yes. Do we cash bags on him when he would come down to the Xfinity series last year? Yes. Ty Gibbs is a great driver. If you've listened to the betting podcast for over race wins, he will get a win this year, no doubt. We saw that in the clash race. He has the sponsorship. He has the money. And his, as his grandfather owns the team, um, he is going to uh, have the money getting pumped into that car. It's not going to be like a, a fourth-tier car. Uh, I don't think there really is in Joe Gibbs racing. He equally spreads it out. And uh, you got to just show your talents in the good equipment, which they all do, right? Now, he was a rookie last year. He subbed in in 2022 when Kurt Busch got hurt in the second half of the season um, uh, in the 2311 car. Um, So he has experience. Um, He's dominated in the Xfinity Series. Now, let's bring up some of his stats. Now, um, he was the 2022 Xfinity Series champion, okay? Um, Now, let's do a little breakdown of that real quick. So he ended up winning the championship, right? Um, but Martinsville, and I've talked about in former podcasts, uh, our previous podcasts, uh, last year with the Xfinity series, when it came to Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill and the RCR ordeal, um, Ty Gibbs, uh, had his teammate, old teammate, Brandon Jones, Ty Gibbs was, uh, he already won and he was going to be in the championship four, going to Phoenix. There's, this is the reason why a lot of people don't like Ty Gibbs. Okay. So do a little bit of background on for yourself. But Ty Gibbs could have just easily let Brandon Jones go win the race and and because Brandon Jones was in fucking first. But Ty Gibbs on a late restart ends up fucking spinning his own teammate out, crashing him out, doesn't get to the championship for him. Brandon Jones ends up going to Junior Motorsports the next year. And ever since then, uh, Brandon Jones hasn't been doing well. Um, but Ty Gibbs created himself as uh, already beforehand as an asshole, young, spoiled, silver spoon fed child right with just Joe Gibbs being his grandfather and all this stuff. Um, and it kind of just cemented that, right? Well, then he goes to the championship race in Phoenix the next week. Uh, everybody's booing him and stuff. Well, he goes and wins, right? Big boo. But within 12 hours, his, uh, father dies, uh, rest in peace. Um, and so you kind of look at, he's changed. Uh, I, I personally do think that, um, he's kind of toned it down now. We see the Ty Gibbs, Joey Logano shit, right? But good for Ty Gibbs for standing up for himself. I personally think you got to stand up for yourself. And last year, 
He performed well as a rookie. He got top tens. He got almost pole, uh, uh, the pole positions. Uh, definitely on Michigan when I was there, he finished. He got second. Um, he, he's gonna win races, and he kind of kept himself quiet. Now at the end of the year, he started getting a little bit more confidence. He was driving really well at certain tracks. Um, and battling inside the top 10 for wins. And then Joey Logano and him started bumping heads, right? I'm starting to like Ty. First off, he gets the Monster sponsorship, right? So, and I like Monster. So, shout out Monster. <laughs> um, I just think that he's going to win races. He's kind of, but if he does some crazy shit, I don't know why it is. But with Joe Gibbs, if you do some crazy shit, I, I dislike you. I dislike you. Like Denny Hamlin. I dislike you. So, Let's keep this together, kids. We're on a good path. Okay? We don't need any of the bullshit. So, Ty, let's keep doing this. Let's win some bags. Um, we're going to be betting on him a lot this year. My nose is itchy again, dude. Why, when I'm doing the podcast, my nose gets itchy? Oh, my God. Anyways, let's go into a little bit of his stats here, dude. Uh, he was born in Charlotte, North Carolina. La -di -di -da. Tiny little fella, five foot seven. You know, we don't need to go into all of his, you know, belittle him. Okay. But listen to these stats, man. So this is why I think he's going to be very, very, very good. Okay. So, you know, in the Arca Menard series West. Okay. We're just going to basically touch on everything here. Four races over three years. He won three. Okay. Four top 10. So he finished well every time. 16 races over three years in the uh, Arca East. Six wins, 15 top 10s. Okay, five pulls. Arca Menard Series, the main one. 47 races over three years. 18 wins. 42 top 10s. 17 pulls. Xfinity Series career. 59 races over three years. 12 wins. 39 top 10s. And seven pulls. And in the Cup Series, he has 51 races over two years. Now, remember, he subbed in at uh, halfway through the season at Pocono for 23-11. Uh, okay. So, I take those with a grain of salt. Put those out to the wash. I don't count those. So, but he has zero wins, but he has 11 top 10s and zero pulls. But he's been close to getting pull positions. Um and he's got the equipment, and he's been close to winning races. So at the Charlotte uh, Roval, he almost won as well. I, I think he finished third or something. You saw the clash. He had the most dominant car. Um, so, man, he's 21. We're going to be seeing him for a long time. So I personally think if you want to get on the bandwagon now, ride it out. Before he even gets a win, ride it, dude. Get his get some of the monster stuff. I, I think you can find it on up here in Canada, fanatics.ca. You can find some of that stuff. Go to the track, buy his stuff now before he wins a bunch of races. He may be like the new Kyle Busch where um, he ends up being, you know, the, the hated driver because once he starts winning, maybe he gets a little cocky. I don't know. But get on, get on now and then you can say, oh, I was a fan of him before he even got any wins and ride with it because I think he's going to do great, man. He's going to do great. Uh, and he's got he's got the money behind him, and you know recipes to his dad, man. It's a it's a sad, 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 sad story. Um, I think he had died of a heart attack or something like that, or it was really sad. So I think it kind of changed him. He seems a lot more humble and respectful to everybody, and kind of just minds his uh, p's and q's. Um, but I do want to see that little bit of devil side. Um, I'm not gonna lie. So let's jump into Christopher Bell. See Bell. We saw him in the Netflix series Full Speed, which was actually kind of shocking. 
Um, I think they were going to touch on Martin Truex, but we'll get into Martin in a bit, in a second. He's a very that very quiet guy, and so is Seabell. So Seabell, absolute legend, God, uh, pole pole position bag casher. Okay, let me tell you right now, we catch a lot of bags on him being able to lay down one lap. He's very good at qualifying. You're going to see those on the betting cards um, in the future throughout the whole season. Christopher Bell to win the pole. Okay, <laughs> so. Fucking good, dude. Um, uh, just as like Kyle Larson grew up racing uh, midgets and racing in the the sprint cars on dirt, very talented. Now, the only thing that they did not touch on, the main thing that, and I'm going to talk about it here, the main thing they did not touch on in full speed, and I think this is hindering his career. Okay, C um, Bell is a young guy. We're going to actually, you know what? Let's get into it in a second. He's a young guy. He's 29. Um, Looks like a baby. Looks like the same age as Ty Gibbs, but he is 29. He's older than me. Um, born in Oklahoma. You know the. Um, uh, he's had. A, he's won chili bowls. Okay, he's won three chili bowls, dude. Three fucking chili bowls. If you don't know chili bowls, go watch it. It's the midget racing. It's the biggest race in midget racing. It's unbelievable. Um, to to have three championships there is an insane. So you know he's got talent, right? And we're going to get into that in a second. You know, um, let's just touch on it now. He, with Joe Gibbs racing in his contract, he said he can't do any um, extracurricular driving, which I think is hindering the shit out of his career. Okay. He's got sponsorships. He's got the fucking talent, dude. And Kyle Larson coming up through the same, the same uh, series and stuff. um, They battle each other for years on the dirt. Um, and they, they, they know they've got both have the talent, right? And Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell have respect for each other because they've raced each other for so long. Um, but you see how dominant Kyle Larson is on the track, um, in the cup series. And even when he goes down to the Xfinity to drive a race or two or whatever. And Christopher Bell is just like, he comes out of nowhere, right? More time on the track in the, in the cup series, I think if they had brought a lot more practice back, a lot uh, and all that shit, like a couple days of practice, I think it would help them. But the more time behind a wheel, doesn't matter what it is, is going to help you. Um, that's why a lot of guys go and do Xfinity races, get a feel of the track. If they're not performing as well, Ross Chastain goes um, to the Truck Series a lot and does some races. He'll do a couple Xfinity races. Any time behind the wheel is good time, right? Yes, they drive different. But just to be able to get the feel of being behind the track, get your adrenaline up, um, be able to enhance. It's just like more, how, how do they say, what's the saying again? Practice makes perfect, right? And I think this is hindering him. This, and then this is why one thing, in my opinion, why I think he may leave Joe Gibbs racing in the future is because of that. So if, for example, something, I have a prediction. If anytime something comes up, I know he's got a good partnership with Toyota. Will he go to Legacy Motor Club? Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe if he wants to stick with Toyota. But if anybody ever leaves 2311, um, Christopher Bell, I think, would pop in there and win championships there. So he's going to, like, if he ever ends up on in the market, that's going to be, he's going to get a bag and he's going to start winning championships. I think he is, always, like, he could win a championship at Joe Gibbs. But, um, I think that could be a hindrance to his contract. If he decides to sign a new contract with Joe Gibbs Racing, 
I'd be like, hey, motherfucker, let me drive dirt. Because I think if there's any option that the 48 with Alex Bowman ever becomes an, uh, an open option, I think you would jump to Hendrick. Am I crazy for saying that? Maybe. But I think you would jump to Hendrick because Hendrick lets Kyle Larson go and do that shit. And he wants the same fucking thing. So that's my opinion on that. But now let's let's, let's listen to, uh, or let's break down a couple of his numbers. And, and if you haven't seen Go, uh, go Watch Full Speed on Netflix, Christopher Bell is like, his, him and his wife are very competitive, but he's a very quiet guy, right? Keeps to himself. And I like Christopher Bell. I don't, I don't think I have anything bad to say about the guy. He's just very quiet and does his thing. Now, let's not touch on the ARCA series very much. He, do, he doesn't race in it very much, right? Wow, he did one race in the NASCAR Pinty Series in Canada. Look at that. Wow. Um, Craftsman Truck Series, 55 races over five years. Okay. Seven wins, 42 top 10, six poles. Okay. Xfinity Series is when he turned it fucking on, man. Okay. He's won the championship there. Okay. Seven, uh, over 77 races over six years. Now, granted, he's also gone down there and uh, during while in, in the Cup Series and driven down there. So, uh, but 17 wins, 49 top 10s, and 12 poles. Remember those poles. Okay. That's crazy. Okay, and 121 races in the Cup Series over four years. The man's got six wins. In clutch situations, he's got fucking wins, dude. When it comes to the playoffs and his back's against the wall, I think he's won like two or three races with him his back against the wall, and he's got to win. So he's a clutch-ass fucking dude. 62 top 10s and 10 poles. 10 poles, dude, in four years. That's a man you bet on for pole positions. Now, do I have anything else to really say other than we like Christopher Bell here? There's nothing you can really say bad about the guy. He's going to win a championship. I'm going to say maybe even two. He's going to be there week in, week out. Is he inconsistent right now? Yes, but as I said, I think it's because he needs to get behind wheels during the week. Okay, Um, Let's protest outside of Joe Gibbs' office. I just think that, yeah, he, he can do it, man. Now let's jump into Martin Truex Jr. You see the hat? You see the bass on there, baby? Martin Truex Jr. Been around for a long time, you know. He was driving in the Bush Series, which is the Xfinity Series now, from 2001 to 2005. Now, Martin Truex had a hell of a year last year. We'll get into that in a second. Recipes, his wife, I think it was Sherry. But he starts getting in and driving for Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. 2006 to 2008. So he's been around for a long time. Um, he's bounced around to a lot of cars, right? Uh, 2009, uh, Earnhardt Ganassi Racing. 2010 to 2013, Michael Waltrip Racing. 2014, 2018, it drives in the 78, very notable. Um, and Furniture Row Racing. And then he goes, he did win the championship in that car, just to make sure everybody knows that. And then ever since 2019, he's driven for Joe Gibbs Racing, right? Now, he's had a very interesting, he's a very quiet guy. He's more of, let's go fishing, let's go hunting, keeps to himself very quiet. Now, that's why in full speed, I'm not shocked that he wasn't in there, okay? He's older, he's 43. To be honest, I think he's retiring this year. Uh, He won the regular season championship last year. So, this is the thing about these guys that are getting older. It's a short lifespan of being a fan of them, so... I truly think that if you're trying to pick drivers, pick them young, like Ty Gibbs, Christopher Bell is, yes, 29. 
Um, William Byron's in his mid twenties. Choose those, but even if you're in your late twenties, you could drive till your early forties, mid forties, and then guys, they're going to be around for a long time. Martin Truex has been hinting last year about retiring, but then he ended up winning the regular season championship and was like, yo, I'm coming back for a year. I'll sign a one-year contract with Joe Gibbs. Boom. And after that, once he was in the playoffs, burn, crash, boom, terrible. So I think this is going to be his final year. So if you're trying, we're not going to touch too much on Martin Truex. I love Truex. I love the past pro shop sponsorship. Um, he's a, He seems like a super nice guy. He's the best friends with Dale Jr., and Dale Jr. says nothing bad about him ever. Um, so I do think that it's going to be tough to be become a fan of him. I mean, do I think he's going to win a race this year? And I was saying it in the betting pod. After the end of last season, like at the, at, during the playoffs, it's like, oh, I don't know, man. And the in 2022, he didn't win a fucking race. So I don't know, man. I'd like to give him the the benefit of the doubt. Think it, he'll win a race because it's Joe Gibbs racing equipment. But I think this will be his final year. So we're all rooting for Truex to get a win. Is it, Do you want to be a fan of him because this is his last year? Probably. I, I would say no. But I would buy his merch because the Bass Pearl Shop shit. Now, I've been saying this for a while off the podcast before I made the podcast. Um I want to see where this sponsorship goes because they're saying Austin Dillon. We're going to talk about Austin Dillon in a couple of days for RCR. Um, he's they're talking about that this might be his last year or whatever. He has the Bass Pro Shop uh, sponsorship, and then if this is Truex final year, where the Bass Pro Shop sponsorship's going. Now we've had hints. We're going to talk about Noah Gregson um, tomorrow probably um, about he. There's possibility that he has his Bass Pro Shop sponsorship, which I wouldn't be shocked because in the Xfinity series. Uh, Noah Gregson had the big Bass Pro Shop sponsorship. Where are these going to go? Because Bass Pro Shop's a big part of NASCAR. Big, big part. So uh, I'm excited to see if Truex leaves, who's getting that sponsorship. Truly, I think Ross Chastain, but we'll talk about that in another day or two. Um, So I'm very excited. Now let's go. That's Martin Truex. Love Martin. Nothing bad to say about the man. Very talented. One championship. Let's go. Denny fucking Hamlin. Now, if you haven't seen, once again, I'll say it. If you haven't seen the NASCAR full speed docuseries on Netflix, go watch it. Cause a lot of it's on Denny Hamlin. A lot of it's on 2311. So go watch it. I'm not going to touch too much on Denny, but this tugs on my heartstrings. Now let's dive right in with Denny though. Quick Denny Hamlin. Him and I have had his roller coaster relationship. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, this, he won the Bush clash race. He's never won a championship. He's won three Daytona 500s. He's won on pretty much every track other than road courses. He's probably won a road course at some point years ago, but not recently, but he's performed better because Tyler Reddick's on 2311. He's getting older, but he did sign a multi-year contract with Joe Gibbs Racing, so you could get on the fandom now. Can he be an asshole? Yes. Does he act like a douchebag sometimes? Yes. But is he talented? Oh, yeah. After watching the Netflix the Netflix docuseries Can't Speak, <laughs> the cigar his, uh, that Michael Jordan brought over to his father, spoiler alert, his father has, you know, declining health. Are we w- rooting for Denny Hamlin to win a championship? Yes, dude. 
Will we ever never hear the end of it? Is it as bad as like the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift? No, definitely not. But this guy's been driving since when 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 did he start driving the NASCAR Cup series? Like what? Fucking 2004? Hamlet completed in five NASCAR. Oh no. Okay. When did he start? First race 2005. That was his first cup series. So he's. <laughs> Let me tell you his fucking stats too, dude. Okay. He's been around for a long time. But go watch the docuseries. A lot of my friends are like, I like Denny, dude. Well, you'll see. If you like a pee pee head, that's the guy you want to cheer for. But at the same time, he's so good. And I'm going to read you his stats. Okay, in the truck series, wasn't in it for very long. He got uh, in 16 races, two wins, 10 top 10s, one pole. This is years ago, right? Um, the Xfinity series. Now, he's driven down there in a lot, uh, definitely at Darlington. He's driven there a lot throughout his years um, while driving the Cup Series because he's been in the Cup Series for so long. So he's driven in 163 races over 18 years in the Xfinity series. 18 wins, 101 top 10s, and 21 pulls. 101 top 10s, if you didn't hear me the first time. NASCAR Cup Series career, 650 races over 18 years, 51 wins, 340 top 10s. Tens and 40 poles. 650 races run over 18 years. You heard that, right? 340 top tens. That's almost, what, like half of his races are in the top 10. That's why if you go to the betting odds and you see like Denny Hamlin top 10, they're fucking ridiculous. It's because of that. Thank you, Denny, for being so good. Sponsored by Michael Jordan. He owns 2311. Need I say more? Yes, he can be an asshole. Is he very competitive? Yes. But that's why we like Michael Jordan. Because he's competitive. Yes, he can be a dick. But he's fucking competitive and wants to win. What else do you want out of a driver? And this is the thing I've had a tough time contemplating with Denny. It's like, you just keep fucking doing shit to fucking make me hate you. But then you go and cash me a bag and I go, I fucking love you. And then we're like, oh, we're fans of Denny again. I love you, Denny. Yeah, yeah, it's because we win money and we're smart with our bets, dude. But at the same time, I go, Denny, stop fucking being a pee-pee hit. Like at Pocono with Kyle Larson, stop being a dick. You hit him. You clipped him. You can't say you didn't because you did. Do I love your podcast, Action Det- Actions Detrimental? Uh, you know, shameless plug right there for you. You're welcome. Yeah, I like it. God, it's fucking tough to be a fan of him, but he's so fucking good. You have to, you got to bet on him. Now, remember for the Daytona 500 in years and years and years, nobody over the age of 40 has won the Daytona 500. So just remember that. Yes, he's won three. You're going to see the statistics. You're going to hear that. He, uh, wouldn't recommend betting on him just because of those statistics alone. So don't bet on Martin Truex or Denny Hamlin for the Daytona 500. But that's Joe Gibbs Racing. Tomorrow we'll probably talk about uh, SHR, the breakdown. That's not going to be very long. There's a lot of new faces in SHR. 
But not much to talk about those guys. And then maybe we'll add in maybe an RFK quick or a track house racing in there. You know, maybe 2311. So we'll add somebody in there as well. But mainly SHR. You're going to see a new jacket. So make sure you go watch on the YouTube. Okay. Like, rate, subscribe to the podcast. Whether you're listening on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, Make sure to rate it because it helps us. Okay. Um, shouts out to you guys for listening. Shouts out to whoever's listening in Brussels still. You're almost one of the biggest listeners um, even with uh, all the people that listen in the States, you keep listening to the pod. Love you. Shouts out to you. Um, share it with your friends and family. The Daytona 500 is coming this week and we got lots of money that's going to be spread across the board. Let's make our money early. Let's make our money on qualifying on Wednesday. Let's make our money on, on Thursday. So there's lots to come out. So tomorrow night I will be recording a, uh, duels podcast. Make sure you follow me at furlong, Eric, uh, underscore, um, on all my social media to be able to see what I put down for qualifying. Um, and the duels podcast is for the dual bets Thursday night. Okay. Then Friday morning, we're also going to have the Friday morning betting show. That's going to be covering me a lot. It's going to be a long one, breaking down the truck series, breaking down Xfinity, and then breaking down any last little bets we're going to have for the Daytona 500 member truck series and Xfinity is exclusively on the Friday morning betting show. So don't forget that. Make sure you listen to it because we're going to fucking win bags, baby. I guarantee it. Okay, we've started off hot with the Denny Hamlin at the Clash. Let's continue it on, baby. Let's continue it Wednesday, tomorrow night for the qualifying. Um, Yep, that's been the Hot Pass Podcast. You'll hear me tomorrow. Enjoy your day. If it's beautiful where you're at, enjoy it. If it's rainy, still enjoy it. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya. (laughs) Thank you.